1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, Mark Burris here, and welcome to a bonus episode of The Mentor. Um, last weekend, uh, I put up a post coming to the office of recording on Saturday, the objective was just to get out there and say something on behalf of the small business community here in Sydney. But generally what I said really applies across the board, Melbourne, Brisbane, regional areas, Perth, Adelaide, everywhere. Um, and uh, I got an enormous response from it. Um, to be frank with, I was shocked with the response. But then when I thought about the logic of the response, I am not shocked <laughs> because basically what I was doing was I was saying that Um, small business owners in Australia are being asked to do a lot of things um, during the lockdown period, particularly here in Sydney at the moment, but nonetheless, the same happened in Melbourne last year and this year. And in our opinion, the contribution that small business owners and their staff and their staff's family and all the contractors and everyone who surrounds the small business community, their contribution in order to save the health of everybody else is disproportionate to what everyone else has to go through, especially when it comes to in an economic sense. But it's not just the economics. Even though small businesses during the lockout aren't going to get revenue, um, but they've still got their expenses. As a result of not having the revenue, they have to start to adjust their expenses. Then they ha- start having to have uh, conversations with their wife, their husband, their partners, their kids, their loyal staff, their contractors, and their customers and that has an emotional toll on everybody. That's really a big deal. So my point in my video was the emotional cost, the physical cost, the economic cost, and the freedom cost that small business owners have to bear for the greater good as a result of the health orders that state ministers call is disproportionate to everybody else. And it's unfair. That's what I wanted to say. And I've been calling on government to support the small business community and I can th- say thankfully that government listened and I think largely they listened to the massive response that you all provided back to me and w- then went back into the general media and uh, gave a fairly generous support package yesterday here, right here in New South Wales. But it is more than that. There's a recovery period to happen. So the recovery as opposed to the rescue is a big deal. You just wanna, this is a, a little bit of a, an example of what I'm talking about. If I rescue someone who's just been bitten by a shark and a rescue, and I bring him back into shore and they get to hospital, that's the rescue. Then they've got to go about a recovery period. And the recovery period is long and expensive and emotional and arduous. And that's one area which I think government's now got to lean into. Therefore, it's a great opportunity for me to listen to what you've got to say. What are your questions? or well, You might just want to make a comment, but I'm always doing all the talking. Um, and uh, rarely do I actually um, give you an opportunity to talk to me and or ask me a question. Hopefully it's a good answer. I wanted you to uh, accept, recognise and value. Um, I'll probably won't necessarily be able to answer all the questions perfectly because I bear in mind I don't understand everyone's industry. Um, so, But I'll give you in those situations um, general answers the way I would approach it if I was in your industry. Um, and I've got a few questions here from various people audiences of various platforms that I engage in, social platforms, and then I'm going to attempt to answer them.
1: G'day, Mark. G'day, listeners. My name's Jamie Small from a company called Pro Image Electrical based in the southern shore of Sydney. We also have a podcast called The Electrician's Co-op. We have eight guys running around Sydney suburbs doing mainly residential work for builders and homeowners and businesses. And although we are an essential service, what we are finding is the phone is ringing a whole lot less because... People are fearful of this pandemic and they don't want to let strangers or tradesmen into their home. So we're having a lot of cancellations and the phone is ringing a whole lot less. I have a responsibility as a business owner to keep eight guys busy and keep enough money coming into the bank to be able to afford to pay their wages. And not only that, as the overheads that are associated with running a business, the fuel, the vans, the office, the insurance, all those sort of things. So there's a huge pressure on the business owner. Although we're trying to be positive, it is tough. But I suppose for you, Mark, my question and probably the most commonly asked question on the Electrician's Co-op podcast is, how can we make homeowners feel more comfortable letting businesses in their home? Thanks, guys. Good question, mate.
0: well, th- this comes down to your, your approach, I think. So I feel best to, to put myself in the shoes of a homeowner and knowing that um, I have a choice as to which um, tradesperson I'm going to let into my house. And um, generally speaking, um, unless I already know you, um, I would first thing I would be doing is I'd be Googling you and maybe going to your website if that's what it is and seeing um, and and or looking at Google reviews on you as an individual. And so the more Google reviews you can get up there that say things like um, Jamie and his team are fantastic, they took their shoes off at the front door, they all wore masks, Um, those of which are working outside of their 10-kilometre radius are being tested every seven days, which is the new government edict which came out yesterday, you know, common courtesies by your your individuals. I I, I had an example myself yesterday where – a painter was supposed to come and do something for me. And uh, I actually sent him a text and said, look, I don't have in my home the uh, New South Wales government um, QR code for you to register when you come in my place. So therefore I would like to ask you a few questions before you come, if you don't mind. And I asked him some questions around where's he live, um, you know, because I wanted to make sure he wasn't in certain LGAs. If he was, had he visited COVID hotspots? Um, Did he have any symptoms? Um, Would he be wearing a mask? Um, And I also asked him, not that it would have mattered to me, but has he been vaccinated? And uh, he didn't really want to answer those questions. I I wanted those in writing, um, only because I wanted, if something ever did happen, I wanted to be able to trace back to who he was and where he came from. So I think as an example individuals or people who are in their home, probably commercial, the same arrangement, they want to know who you are. They want to know what it is that they should know in relation to the person who's coming in. They want to know not only once you get in the place that you're clean and tidy and you wear a mask and that you are uh, courteous and you take your shoes off and all those sorts of things, but they want to know who's coming in in the first place and what, what's the details around that individual. So one way around it might be you might even say to your customers, look, I suggest that you download the New South Wales government QR code app now, so when we come to your place, we can register straight up, and we can use our, you know, we can register just like you do if you're going into a cafe, or going into a hospital, or going into any workplace, because effectively these people's place is your workplace. So my suggestion to you is better communication uh, to your customers. My suggestion to you is better information to your customers about the individuals that are going to the to the various homes and businesses. Um, my suggestion is make sure that others then review you, do Google reviews. And then I, my suggestion is you put as much of that up on your own website as possible and start reaching out to your customers as well. So be proactive. If you've got a customer list, talk to your customer list before they actually ring you for a job and start talking to them about what you are doing during this COVID period. Hey, Mark. My name is Yazan Omar from Yazan Photography. We specialize in wedding photography. Our projected income has repeatedly been cancelled or rebooked time and time again over the past 18 months due to the ridiculous lockdown because of COVID-19. My question to you, how do we recover our significant financial losses? Do we jack up the prices up or do we charge extra fees? Or the worst one penalise the couples who have lost thousands of dollars already with other suppliers? Mark, I really need your help because I'm really struggling. I'm trying to run a business that's been going for the last 20 years. Uh, thanks, yes And that, that's a, a complex one. Um, pricing is market-driven, um, so you just can't jack prices up just because you want to re- recover some losses. Well, Let's assume that your price is relatively market-priced like everybody else. The moment you start jacking your prices up beyond market price, you're going to lose business because people have a habit of shopping and they know what prices everybody's charging. So, but unless you know, you're underpriced, then I would suggest you don't play around with prices. In terms of um, recovering losses, the reason it's called losses is because it's lost, it's gone, it's finished. You're not going to recover that. You can't recover losses. All you can do is earn more income from today on. Mathematically, there is only one way you can make more income to supplement what you may have lost in the past. And that is, assuming the prices stay where they are, you have to work longer hours for the same price per hour if that's how you charge, if you charge per hour. Or alternatively, or, or in addition to that, you may start selling other added things to your service where you can make a bigger margin. You've got to hustle, mate, and you're not going to ever recover your losses. You, don't, you can't sit around and saying, I lost $100,000, I need to make another $100,000, because that's not how it works. You've got to forget about your losses and say, okay, I budgeted to make $100,000 this year, but I would really, really like to make $200,000. What is possible? That's what you've got to start to think through. What is possible? So is it more hours, 1,000 hours at 100 bucks an hour, or if you charge $50 bucks an hour, is it 2,000 hours? Is there another 2,000 hours in your year going forward at a $50 bucks an hour? Great, then you've then you've picked up your hundred grand. Or is there another 1,000 hours at $50 bucks an hour, it's $50,000, but there's a th- another... 1,000 products so you can sell it at 50 bucks a product. And what are they? Are they beautiful frames you import from somewhere that no one else imports? Um, is there some weird treatment that you can do to a photograph to make it look like a iridescent or something? I don't know. You're going to have to come up with some creative skills then. That's what you guys do in the, in the arts industry and photography is one of them. Um, you're an artist. So you've got to start working out how you can become, what creative flair you can add to your product and or new products and how you can work more hours. Simple as that. My name is Susan Moshi from Salon Mode by Susan Moshi in Sydney's Double Bay. My business has been going for only 12 months. I opened July last year and I have loved every moment of it. How do I keep my mindset positive and not feel overwhelmed with everything that's ahead of us? Uh, hi, Susan. Um, Well, the word mindset means setting your mind. So by definition, the way I look at it is you've got to, you've got to have a structure in your mind. Um, that sounds a bit weird, um, but structure, what I mean by structure is your your mind has to become ordered and you have to keep it within its lanes. So the way I do it is through routine. So I give myself routines um, so that I can't really think about anything else other than what I'm doing during my routine. So that allows me to set my mind to a structure, the structure of routines. Give you an example. I get up really early in the morning and i got a uh, a routine. The first thing I do, I don't have to think about it. I'm not, I'm not standing there thinking about all the shit in my life. I'm going to make myself a coffee. And there's a bit of a process, a little bit of ritual in the coffee making. And I take my dog for a walk, there's ritual in the walk. Um, then I, you know, go to my office and then I and I read the newspaper. So there's a ritual in the newspaper so that I'm not giving myself an opportunity to be sitting around thinking I've got nothing to do or nothing to think about, in which case I then start to think about overwhelming things. So it's sort of like that old saying, keep busy. Um, I keep busy with a routine doing the same thing over and over again. And that creates a structure for my brain and my brain then gets used to that structure. So you start to train your brain around the structure and uh, that therefore gives you less time to be overwhelmed. I'm not saying I never get overwhelmed with thoughts, but the game here is to have less time with being overwhelmed. So if in a day you're when you say you're overwhelmed, um, that probably suggests to me you're thinking all day about things that are annoying you or upsetting you or worrying you. Um, For me, um, I don't give myself as much time to do that. And by the time I get home, I've trained, I've exercised, I've worked hard, I'm exhausted, I fall asleep. Now, I will let you in with one little secret. I do wake up just about every night around about 2 o'clock and I do have those moments of, um, you know, let's call it sort of semi-anxiety, whatever it is, just washing things from my brain, um, particularly at the moment. But I can say to you that I only probably have one hour a day thinking like that. By the sounds of from your talking to me, you might have like 15 hours a day. What I do with the other 14 hours that you're there arm wrestling and with your uh, anxiety and thought processes we get overwhelmed. Those are the 14 hours that what you're doing there in that period, I'm doing something based on routine where I don't think about anything other than my routine. You become like, like an automaton. Your brain becomes automatic. And that doesn't mean you're not thinking about anything. It just means you're thinking about what you are doing right at the time, not about some other thing that is going to give you anxiety. So keep busy, have structure. That's what mindset's about. It's about setting your mind to a structure and to a routine. Thanks very much for listening to this bonus episode of The Mentor. It's the first one I've done. It's a timely time to do it. But don't forget to listen to The Normal Mentor. That comes out every week. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called The Mentor, same as the podcast. And if you want, you can continue this conversation right there on Facebook. And I'm on Instagram. I'm on all the usual socials, but follow me on Instagram if you want as well. I mean, Instagram's been big, especially in the last uh, four or five days. So I want to see you somewhere. Checking it out. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to The Mentor. Audio and production is by Jess Morley. And production assistant Jonathan Leondis.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.